Okay, I think we are live. We are live right now on Facebook, Twitter, Getter, uh, YouTube, all the different platforms. I am Sheena Rodriguez. Let me go ahead and switch this really quick to public so everybody can please like and share, like and share. I am really excited for today after the ridiculous, the ridiculousness that was the regime last night. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk. Facebook oh, will not let me edit it. It's fine. I'll go to it here in a second. I'm excited to bring on my brother, uh, Anthony Aguero here and today, and you guys will not want to miss today's podcast. So today is Friday, September the 2nd. You are listening to the Secure the Border podcast with Sheena Rodriguez. And let's get started, shall we? guys i still don't understand what is happening except for censorship fake book will not let me change my settings from private to public this is what we're dealing with y'all this is what we're dealing well you guys can't see it but this is what we're dealing with right now it will not let me change it so i will continue to try to change this but let's go ahead and move on Please like and share. Guys, if you guys are watching on Facebook and you probably can't share from my personal page right now, um, I'll, I'm working on that. But you guys can also go ahead and, sh and, and view this live on the Secure the Border podcast or the Secure the Border Facebook page. And also on, uh, you can share it from our nonprofits page, Alliance for a Safe Texas. So you guys can share from there until I'm able to try to bypass the censorship that is currently on fascist book, fake book, whatever you want to call it. But we are currently streaming live on Getter, Twitter, YouTube, um, fake book, <clears throat> Patriot TV live. And so guys, please like and share, like and share, like and share. Of course, this will all be uploaded on our website, securetheborder.us, securetheborder.us after we are done and completed. And it will also, the podcast version will also be going up uh shortly afterwards so today without further ado i am so excited to bring on uh my brother <laughs> no we're not we're not biologically brother and sister no but he is my brother in christ and i am so thankful for him um and for all that he does anthony aguero who is a correspondent he's an independent journalist and he is a correspondent with of course border network news with uh the great oscar blue uh he's you know him and ben and and, and oscar they're always gallivanting around have been covering the border for years and is now officially a correspondent with real america's voice news as well so congratulations <laughs> anthony i'm so excited for you thank you for all that you do well go ahead for those of you guys who do not know who anthony is um you're, you're in for a real special treat anthony go ahead and just tell us a little bit um about your yourself and on how you kind of got started in covering the border, how long you've been doing it, and then we'll just hop right into it. Alrighty. Well, for those of you guys that may or may not know me, my name is Anthony Aguero. 
I am an ex-Democrat who at some point in his life helped Beto O'Rourke get into Congress. Uh, Immediately after that happened, I realized that I was on the the wrong side of history. I began doing research, I began learning, and then I began a small news page uh, to expose corruption locally. That then took me into politics by completely, ran for Congress in 2020. Uh, and I just, I'm, I'm tired of the leftist fake news and the leftist narrative. So uh, myself and my good friend, Oscar El Blue Ramirez, uh, started a small news network to start fending off the left and their open borders agenda. And so Border Network News came about and uh here you have us now still five years later uh educating and exposing uh the leftist ideology out here okay i think i got it now so those of you guys who are on fake book you guys can now hopefully share it uh from my personal page so please like and share like and share i swear man like even when i was trying to share the flyer the social media flyer for for today it would. It took me literally all day to try to get it posted as a story on Facebook. I mean, that's how bad this is, right? So I, I'm just like, and how many times have you been taken down now on all social media platforms? Uh, the censorship is 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 bad. Uh, it's modern day book burning, and from one second to the next, it's like you never existed. And you pour your hard work, sweat, tears, and energy into some of our pages to be able to be effective in communicating uh, with people as to what's currently happening. And from one second to the next, uh, you just get deplatformed. I've been kicked off of uh, YouTube where I had a following of about 30,000 people. Uh, uh, Facebook, I had uh, one account that ran multiple pages and I had a reach of about 250,000 people. That one was taken down. I had Instagram accounts. I had one with 35,000, one with 17, and one with 12,000 people. All of those were taken down. Um, And it's not just big tech. It's also big banks as well that are involved in this. They don't want, even big banks don't want the truth getting out there. Uh, PayPal, PayPal affiliates like Buy Me A Coffee, uh, Cash App, et cetera, all of those corporations uh, have declared war on some of us in in trying to prevent us from being able to crowdsource and fund our way out there to be able to report and bring forth information. So it is an all-out attack. Uh, and, and this is a declaration of war from the left, trying to keep people, one, from making ends meet and from being able to work and provide for themselves, but most importantly, uh, deliberately trying to keep the American people in the dark as to what is happening at two, three in the morning while most of America sleeps. Quite literally. And so, guys, again, this is Sheena Rodriguez. You are listening to the Secure the Border podcast. I have a special guest today, Anthony Aguero, uh, on with us today. And yeah, now you guys aren't listening and watching on Facebook should be able to like and share. So please do so. Uh, and we're going to just kind of jump right into it. So last night, um, <laughs> I did watch the, uh, and w- we're actually going to be talking about the border, right? Since obviously that's our thing. But, uh, you know, 
we talk about the censorship. We talk about what's happening at the border. We talk about what's happening with, uh, you know, the elections, with what's what's happening in our schools and everything else. All of it is absolutely intertwined and connected. And last night, President Biden quite literally openly stated that 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 we are his enemies, that over 73 million of us Americans are now the number one threat to his quote unquote democracy. And, and we see this, we've already seen this living out um, with get, trying to get the information out there, whether it be about, you know, the, the pandemic, whether it be about uh, elections, whether it be about the border where people are literally being exploited and raped and killed. Um, they do not want the truth to get out there. And resident Biden last night, I watched it. Um, and I already knew, right. We already kind of knew what, what was going to come out of his mouth It what nothing, none of it was surprising, but I think it was surprising to actually hear it. It's the first time, uh, you know, uh, Obama and Hillary Clinton with the deplorables comment and everything else. No, no, no. That, that is nothing in comparison to the propaganda and the straight up Marxism, communism. There was literally a point where I watched it and I said, this must be how the Jewish people felt when they began to see Hitler speaking out. And I, and I say that with a heavy heart. History repeats itself. Look, you and I, we know the hour that we are in. We know what we are facing, especially when you're covering something like the border and you see it day in and day out. You see it day in and day out. You are there, boots on the ground. I've seen it a little bit over the last, what, almost two years. Uh, you know, I, I, you see it. You guys see it. You, Oscar and Ben, um, but especially you and Oscar, you guys see it every single day. I can't know what's happening. I know what is happening. Um, you see what is happening and then not know and understand the hour that we are in as a country, as, as a state, uh, and, and, and as the world right now, um, we see it. So I just, what were your thoughts real quick before we jump into the really difficult topic? And because this is what, you know, uh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts of what? Did you watch it last night? I, I, I watched a little bit of it and it just, it, it, it's straight out. Uh, it, they set a stage, a very intimidating, uh, it's intimidation tactics, basically. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to intimidate some of us into compliance, into shutting up, into falling in line, if you will. Uh, the fact that he had those Marines standing out there, arms ready, uh, it's sending a signal, a signal of power, a signal of I am in control. And he is literally declaring uh, a, a war against uh, probably more so than half of the population in the United States. And you have people even on the left that were actually shocked. And I was actually shocked to see some of them push back and say, holy cow, something I, I i i we don't like republicans but the fact that this guy's talking like this is setting a different president and you see uh, a few blue check marks on twitter speaking out about it so uh it it definitely changes the tone and it sets the president to to have uh control over potential future attacks that might be self-inflicted by our own government uh, and or, or people on the left to then try to portray it. 
what he's doing is grabbing onto the narrative. And so before anything happens, he's already making the stage, setting the stage, so that if something does happen, he can actually blame it on on, on, on all of us. Right. Another red flag situation. And, and, and I think, you know, we've seen this, the dehumanization of, you know, before we used to be able to agree to disagree. We used to be able Mm -hmm. to have conversations. We used to be able to, to, even though we disagreed on things to sit there and still be friendly neighbors and friends and family. Um, And you saw the shift, especially under president Trump, where, and I experienced this, where even my own family constantly attacked me. Um, and, and I know my, my situation is not unique at all. And you saw this situation where friends, lifelong friends, couldn't, like, it, it was this dehumanization. It is the same thing that Stalin did. It's the same thing that Hitler did. It's the same Absolutely. thing that the Bolsheviks did. It, the history, history repeats itself. And and what we are seeing is 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 exactly that playing out. Yeah, you, you can't forget Hitler actually staged a false flag right before the war, and this is not nothing new. These people are using the same tactics because we are allowing them to do so. Us remaining in the dark and staying oblivious to proper history and not actually looking or searching for answers on our own is what keeps us in this vicious cycle over and over and over. People from Venezuela that we talk to, people from Cuba, basically tell me, you guys are just a time stamp behind on where we're at right now, on what they're fleeing. We are just a time stamp behind, maybe a couple of years, some say even a few a few months, but as fast as they see this moving along. It's like fast track. It's a fast track. And it, it really, that's what we see. And that's why it feels like we, because we are, we're getting slammed from all sides with the censorship, with everything else, uh, you know, all of the topics, and they're all intertwined. And it is a fast track. President Trump halted their plans. Uh, and so now they're trying to make up for lost time. And we're seeing everything that we're seeing happen here, whether it be with the, uh, you know, pandemic, uh, with the tyranny, um, with the government, uh, you know, just just you, you see it uh, happening all over. And also immigration, what we see happening at our border is happening in Europe right now as we speak and has happened. It's just that we're Again, here in the United States, we're oblivious. Heck, I'm so shocked by how many people here in Texas still do not fully understand how bad things truly are. They really just don't. I think that some of them are starting to get it, uh, you know, especially in some of the Metroplex areas like uh, San Antonio. I mean, like now you've got them pouring and, and it's happening in all the Metroplex areas, um, the issues with the drugs and everything else. But they're not. There's still some people that are just still asleep. They 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 don't even know what they're looking at, um, and and it's it's far worse than people really understand. And that's one of the things too is that um, I I realized I one of the things that I uh, admire about you and about Oscar and about Ben, um, and, and I stand there with you guys is not just the sheer number of people um, that that this is happening. You know that that are pouring over our borders. It's also what I've also seen with my own two eyes many times with you, you know, while we were down there on the banks of the river, 
the exploitation of human beings. And I started seeing this different side that, and that's why I titled this today, like what the mainstream media does not want you to see. And this is mainstream media on both the left and the right. They do not want you, they want you to think of, when you think of the border, they want you to think of under the bridge in Del Rio. Um, they want you to think of, you know, they, they want to paint this, like it's only in this box and it's so much more than that. And so that's what I want to just jump right into now um, is talking about kind of what is really happening. What is it that is really happening that the mainstream media does not want the people to see on all sides? They don't want them to Absolutely. see Absolutely. And, and, and I think that's, that's red pill, Sheena, uh, understanding the uni party uh, not just in, in the political aspect of it, but also in the mainstream media. A lot of people still want to cling on to Fox and really the only reputable, respectable man that is left on Fox is Tucker Carlson. Everybody else has been sold out. You guys got to remember, CPAC is owned by Fox News. Fox News is owned by ABC. ABC is owned by Disney, okay? So don't think that because you're attending some of these political events, they're automatically for freedom. A lot of these events put on events in hopes of, uh, of getting information. You gotta download your little app to get into this place. You gotta do this, you gotta do that. And it's all information that they're taking from the most primitive people in politics, the people that are most involved in it, they end up downloading the little app so that they can go here, they can go there, but they're not knowing that they're extracting all the information. We got to remember, Disney has an agenda. ABC has an agenda. Don't think because they are branding with a, diff with a different cover on a cereal box doesn't mean it's going to be a different cereal inside. It's going to be the same thing, same thing with Fox News. These people do not care about us. The Fox News, they, really, like I said, the only one that's left that's good in there is is, is uh, Tucker Carlson. And other than that, uh, nobody else on mainstream media w is willing to touch any of the reporting or some of the footage that you bring about or some of us that bring about from the border. Right. And that's what I want to just kind of jump right into because I, they need to see it. They need to hear it. I was so excited. I'm always excited whenever I see Oscar and, and Ben and so many others on, on Bannon. Uh, but I was really excited when I got to see your face on there. I was like, yes, <laughs> Thank you. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time been. coming. And, and <clears throat> I appreciate all your support and always being so genuine. You and your husband. Thank you, guys. Yes, yes. We appreciate you because while we're fighting on the other side of or on a different side of things, you know, trying to do it from the legislative and the policy and the counties and, and of course, our action items and everything else, Half the time when, when people see me, uh, you know, down there at the border, it's, it's really fact finding uh, and I try to share what I can. But really, people like yourself, uh, an independent journalist in general, that's really where the future is. And thankfully, they can try to take you guys down. They can try to take all of us down. But, you know, for those who really are trying to seek the truth, they're going to find you and we're going to find a way. You're going to always find a way. Uh, people like myself are always going to find a way. We're going to find a way to try to get that information out there to the masses. So I want to just jump right into it. Um, way back when 
Oh gosh. I, I, it feels like forever now. I think it was actually over a year ago now when we were out there, when uh, we had an event out there in Rome or in the RGV area. And right. um, that was the first time that I had gone to the Roma and La Jolla area. Um, it was, there was a group of us and we went and I got to see, uh, you know, I had been to McAllen and stuff like that before, but man, Roma, La Jolla, that was an eye opening. And I've been trying to get back down there to that area for quite some time, specifically because I, I, I know that there's a lot of children, uh, unaccompanied minors that were coming through there. Then all, all of a sudden we saw this huge spike in the Del Rio sector. And for several reasons, I kept on getting sucked into that area. God was like, oh, there. Um, and so I'm like, all right. But I learned a lot. And it was a lot of fact fi finding. But I, I really, right. the Roma La Jolla area, as a matter of fact, the time that I was out there, um, that we were all out there together as a group. That was about three days prior to uh, tracers being shot over right where we were at, um, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and, 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 and I, that was very eye opening for me. And so if, if I and correct me, if I'm wrong, and I want to kind of start off if we can, and I'll see if I can find that one clip. Cause I think, I think it's on here. I think we have it. Uh, I believe it was that area where you started noticing something um, very telling about the children that were coming over there where you kind of walk through walk us through that and i'll try to find the clip um as as you're talking right and, and just to just to clarify and, and give you credit where your credit is due uh you were the one that really shone the light on normandy camado uh sheriff uh with with kenny co uh sheriff co and all that you were the one to bring that forth to light so uh well, a lot of us owe you that credit because you did uh put in the hard work and you you're the one that showed me. You're the one that showed many of us out there mm. how bad oh. these small counties were were Thank were you. suffering. So, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just the truth. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Sheena. <laughs> oh, but yeah, uh, nonetheless, uh, while while we were down there uh, in in these uh, sectors, we did see a large large influx of uh, children. And these were not unaccompanied children by any means. These were children that were being gained, that were being used to gain the system. Uh, we know up until now still uh, that adults are able to gain easier access into staying in the country with children. Uh, we've had instances of children being recycled in the Yuma area uh, that we just recently were out there covering up to 17 times. Imagine a toddler coming back and forth as a revolving door 17 times with 17 different adults uh, for, for a couple of days, long time, for, for a few day time spans. Could you imagine what that child goes through? The, the trauma it is of, of being held by one adult to another adult to another. There's no uh, hum, human uh, connection because he's always being bounced around it's just it's it's really traumatic and uh i'm gonna show the audience here some of I, ha I, ha have I have this one uh this is the let me see i pulled it up on on your twitter uh we're gonna make sure that everybody has all your information of where they can follow you follow you all your social media and everything but i'm gonna show this one because this was around the same time um that this is kind of where it kind of started here in, in Texas. You talked about it happening in, in Yuma and, and, and everything else, you know, all the other areas, but this was happening right here in Texas. So I've got right. this one. And do you want me to go ahead and just play this real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, run through okay. it. 
¿Y la mamá? ¿Por qué? No había plática para venir. ¿No había plática para venir? ¿Está muy peligrosa en Honduras? Y si está tan peligroso, ¿por qué dejó a su mujer? Y no, no, sé, no la mandó mejor a ella. What appears to be two more males. ¿Y la mamá? ¿Por qué se quedaron las mujeres? ¿Y usted, señor? ¿Viene solo con su hija? He says that's his adopted child. It's crazy. He just said she's adopted. Yeah, a little girl, how depressed she looks. Look at that body language. Right All right. So I know that those that will be listening on the podcast version later could hear the conversations in Spanish, but for those, uh, who don't, who don't speak Spanish, go ahead and just kind of walk us through where was this, what, what we saw here was children being yanked, all, nothing but grown men. And this is what I've also seen with my own two eyes. Go ahead and just walk us through, especially for those on the podcast version of what they just saw. So, uh, we were out there in, uh, Roma, Texas, uh, in which, we ha I had been documented for weeks on end, but I started realizing that some of these kids uh, were no longer coming in crying, uh, rambunctious as they had been coming in. They had been coming in limp. And it was pretty, pretty weird to me at first. And, and I thought, okay, maybe they are just tired. Maybe they've not slept. But as I started asking questions, I started realizing that some of these individuals were getting very, very nervous. Uh, if if you believe so much in the in the whole mask being in the whole mask deal, and that's your kid, well then why are you wearing a mask and why is your kid not wearing a mask? So they may it doesn't coincide. It doesn't make sense. Make it make sense to me. If you're a believer in the mask and you're wearing a mask, but your kid's right next to you, he's not wearing a mask. So do you not care about your kid, or are you trying to hide your face? So you start pressing these people on these questions and uh, they just start stumbling. They just don't know any of the answers. The last thing they expect after crossing the river like that is for them to encounter a reporter that's going to question, hey, what's the baby's name? What's the baby's age? When, when was he born? Like, 
they don't expect that I throw them a curveball when I start asking questions like that, and they get really, really nervous. And and what what was uh, and you could see the body language of, of a lot of these children. Their their heads are down. Uh, some of those girls. Right. So for those, those of you guys, like, uh, I, I, I'm sorry. For those of you guys that are listening on the podcast, basically the video shows uh, these children that are completely racked out. Uh, I had an expert uh, last year when it happened, and he talked to us about the the drug of choice that they use on these children, and particularly at the border. It's known as rohypnol, roofies, roaches, date rate drug. That's what it is. And uh, these kids were completely sedated. Uh, I have an industrial grade flashlight in which Sheena, you know very well, or anybody, any adult that is watching right now, if you are asleep and some of us can sleep really, really good, you know. My husband's one of them. <laughs> but the minute, the minute you hit that light, you flick that switch and that light hits your eye, you're gonna it's gonna cause some kind gonna of response reaction. it's a, it's a human reaction automatically I, it, even in conscious. the womb even in the womb for those left wing you know lunatics who want to sit there and say that it's not a child even in the womb a child in the womb will move towards a flashlight if you put your flat a flashlight onto your stomach a child an unborn child because that's what it is and it's not a clump of cells an unborn child is going to start moving towards the light so that is a natural response that we have as human beings from even inside of the womb right and so uh when when i started noticing all that the, the body's really limp the children completely unresponsive their little hands just falling everywhere. Then I started, I went in with my flashlight and completely unresponsive. There is no sign of, of, of any kind of reaction from the little pupils whatsoever. Eyes rolled back to the, to the back of their head. Like you just see the white in their eye. It was, it was pretty gruesome. I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty gruesome. And to continue seeing it was unreal to me. And your audience might not know, but when I filmed and documented those particular instances and we wrapped it up into one and we put it out there, within less than 24 hours of those videos going viral, big tech took me out. They began taking me down. It Within one week time span, while I was out on the border reporting, boom. Facebook page, Facebook page, YouTube, Instagram, Instagram, PayPal. So what? Mm -hmm. How how does that happen unless you are deliberately trying to prevent this one person? One, I'm not a big corporation. I'm not one of these mainstream media news sources. No, I'm one person. And these big, big companies with millions of users across the globe are zeroing in on a guy with a cell phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they don't want how... the truth out there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And this was, and, and to confirm that, uh, well, I guess just to reiterate, this was about a year ago. 
if not a little over a year a year ago, if I remember correctly. This was mm-hmm. over there, mainly in the Roma, the La Jolla, Texas, which is part of Texas, part of Texas. Um, and and in addition to this is the same, just like the RGB area. You know, this was also around the same time that the one girl, a little girl, I believe, in the Donna facility you know, lost her voice box from being viciously raped several times. She was a little girl, if I remember correctly, around nine years old. Um, you know, and, and when the reporter came up there and they they allowed him into the, finally a reporter into the, the Donna facility, you know, that the one little girl was just sitting by herself with, with what appeared to be her little brother uh, and she couldn't speak. And when they asked why, the Border Patrol agent told her because she was raped so viciously, gang raped, a little girl here in Texas, gang raped viciously um, and lost, damaged her voice box. And then you see things like, uh, you know, Axios, which we had reported, you know, on how one in three are just the Biden regime just has no track of them, you know. But then, of course, and that I haven't seen an update. I've been begging for an update. And we're I'm hoping I know that some FOIA requests, some of the national think tanks uh, put some FOIA requests out there whenever they actually are able to obtain information because they don't want this information out there. And now the think tanks are having to and have been having to literally sue for FOIA requests because they don't want the information out there. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, they, they, they hide it, they hide it from people like you who are boots on the ground trying to show it, trying to say this is what this border crisis, this border invasion, this is what the open borders is producing and is allowing, and they shut you down. And then they call you conspiracy. Th- we're all conspiracy theorists, we're, uh, every single one of us. You know, we're all enemies of, of, of democracy, according to them, and we're all conspiracy theorists. And yet you have the evidence, you have the proof. This is hard facts. Uh, fake families are a thing. They always have been a thing. Um, when you are recording and you're asking these men, all the, they all have the same stories. Their wives left them. Their wives are back in Venezuela. They're back in uh, Honduras. They're back in Colombia, wherever. They're, they're, they're all just young men, uh, single men coming over with these children. And then they can't say who what their child's name is. They say that they're adopted. They don't know what their date of birth. They don't know who they are. But yet that's supposedly their father, right? Right. And, and 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 there's 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 a there's a there's a darker, more sinister element to all of this. Uh, I believe just yesterday or earlier today, uh, just yesterday or earlier today, uh, there was a group of illegal immigrants that was apprehended and busted at a private airport about to load up on a private uh, on a private uh, jet. What people fail to understand that not just in Texas, but all up and down the U.S. southern border, there are compounds, there are rich houses with children being held captive right now, basically being kept just barely alive to harvest their organs. Mm -hmm. There is a huge, huge demand. There is a huge, huge market on 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 organ harvesting it is a multi-billion dollar industry and nobody is talking about that everybody shies away from it everybody gets uh it's it's kind of weird to talk about it and and it's uncomfortable and i get that and 
It's something that we must address because no child deserves to be put through that. No woman should be held captive as a sex slave and, and, and have to endure that kind of punishment. These are elitists. These are rich people that you would never even imagine that have these huge acres, that have these huge compounds. And in fact, some of these compounds, I'll tell you one thing, Sheena, some of these compounds directly on the U.S. southern border receive migrants that cross <coughs> into their private property and they are flying directly from private airstrip to private airstrip all across the country. We have instances right now in Texas from foreigners that are using privately acquired land by them in which people are using it as a crossing site to then follow a route onto another property about a mile and a half from there to where they're getting picked up. It is a whole operation and it is very, very well, it, it's a very well oiled machine pretty much. What I'm People trying to do right now while you're speaking, if I just look like I'm going, like my eyes are all shifty. No, crazy, you're good. This uh, is what I wanted to show. For all of those okay. who think that this is just a, a conspiracy theorist, this was reported by the Daily Caller that a human trafficker says cartel harvests children's organs and stuffed drugs in their corpses. Anthony, we had heard about this. Uh, I heard about it actually more than likely from you. A while, almost two years ago, mm -hmm. however long it's been now. Mm -hmm. This is just now, it's just now starting to hit. So for all of those who might sit there and go, this just is, just sounds like conspiracy theory. There's no evidence of it. This there is, you go. I've, 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 we've put out information uh, the last five years uh, for some time already. And this is, I'm glad this is finally, finally making some kind of headlines. This is this, this stuff that we have been talking about for several years now, because it's been happening at a, at an astronomical rate. And I'm just glad to finally see it coming uh, finally to life. And, 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 that's, and, and that's what I'm sorry. That's what I want to point out is that you guys have been talking about this for years and it's just now starting to hit. This is everything that you are saying. You guys know this because you have, you are boots on the ground because you do have sources. Um, you guys do have those, those, I mean, it's horrific what is happening. And what's even more horrific is that it's happening right, <clears throat> excuse me, right here in the state of Texas. And you have, again, you, uh, yourself, Oscar, Ben, so many, you know, you guys have been working on this for quite some time. Had people listened and had you been able to maintain the following that you had without the censorship, this would have came to light much sooner. Correct? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you're absolutely correct. Uh, like I said, when, when you're effective and you're right over the target, they come after you and they try to completely shut you down. So uh, it's just, it's, it's to me, what's alarming is that a lot of the people that are currently coming in, a lot of these women migrants that are coming in, a lot of them are coming and they're staying into Texas. But what's more concerning is that they're going into these uh, sex trafficking hubs like Houston, like Dallas, which those are the two 
busiest cities in Texas for sex trafficking. And you have tons of women coming in every single night telling us, where are you going? Texas, what city? Houston, what city? Dallas. And I'm like, why can, are they being sent show, there? Uh, we can show some of those as well um while you are let's see is is uh you tell me which one you want me to show does this one will this one highlight it the immigrants traffic through el paso no that one shows them uh being processed uh they're all apparently pretty shower pretty freshly showered and what's weird about th these people in particular sheena is that they're not under arrest if they were under arrest or if they were uh being held they would be handcuffed and they are not uh if they were just regular migrants being bussed around they would be wearing the regular clothes they'd be having their little bags in hand and being shipped to wherever they're going to that's not the case with these people these people uh appear to look very very healthy to me it almost seems like they're getting some kind of training almost because they all have uh, uh, sweatpants and sweaters, but they're all color coordinated. And so if you play this video, uh, these, this particular location has a contract with the federal government and they process migrants through there, giving them either, uh, from my understanding, either cell phones to track them or they are putting some kind of tracking device on their, on their uh, ankles. Uh, ankles or they're doing some kind of uh, retina um scanning of their eye to try to put them into some kind of uh database all right well then we'll go ahead and show this clip right real quick guys please like and share this video uh like and share let's get the information out there uh you are listening to the secure the border podcast with sheena rodriguez and our special guest anthony Aguero. let's go ahead and i will just jump right onto it uh, they have a full bag of Probably not over the counter. These are all young men. <laughs> For those on the podcast that are going to be listening to this on the podcast, this is all young men. Coming off the buses, different color coded shirts. And what they were trying to prevent at this point was the optics. So they were bringing them down like at 10, 15 at a time. They didn't want to take down the whole bus because I was right there. And that, that gives pretty bad optics. So they were trying to prevent that from happening. Why what, do you do you know what the difference in the color coded color coded uh, shirts are? No, I, I don't. And I try to ask some of the guards there and they, they were reluctant to tell me, of course. But it's just they're, you and, know. And the reason, too, because when uh, a mutual friend of ours, you probably know her. I know you met her back there. Uh, and I wrote some commentary because she's been uh, she's been out there, Kathy. She's amazing. She lives over there also in the El Paso area. She got some, um, and I wrote some commentary about what she had sent, and I got to send a, a part two um, 
on there, but um, the women also had color coded bracelets. Uh, they they all seem to have like yellow, green, and and I'm just wondering if if that was very it were it it, it almost, it's very reminiscent uh, reminiscent of the color coded bracelets that you find down there along the river, right? I mean, I'm just saying, exactly. I'm just I'm just saying. And and these are in the custody of our federal government, uh, which is what I call and describe as the federal takeover of sovereign state land, um, mm -hmm. because that's in my opinion what it is. But that's 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 what you're seeing there is like color coded bracelets and and shirts for the men. Yeah, it it seems to be like a pretty common procedure uh, during this process is color coordination via bracelet color coordination via t-shirt and 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 uh i i it's just it's it's uh it, it i i don't know how you do this okay i think i've got this one right here where uh taxpayers must see this is this also kind of what you were talking about uh, yes you that one that one right so all of you guys that are from florida from texas if you know somebody out there man share this video guys this is crazy right here check it out all right let me press play de Perú, de Perú, ¿a qué estado se dirige? California. A California. ¿Y usted, señorita? ¿A, a qué estado se dirige? A Texas. ¿Y usted, señorita? A Texas. ¿Y usted? ¿A cuál? Texas. ¿Y usted? Texas. ¿Y usted? Nueva York. ¿Y usted? New York. ¿Y usted? Nueva York. ¿Y usted? Boston. ¿Y usted? Nueva York. Nueva York. Regreso con usted. ¿Y cuánto? ¿A dónde? ¿A qué estado va usted? Utah. ¿Y usted? ¿Y usted? Florida. Florida, ¿y usted? Florida, ¿y usted? California, California ¿y usted? Filadelfia, ¿y usted? Filadelfia, 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 Filadelfia. ¿A qué estado va usted? Florida. ¿Y usted? ¿Y usted? Florida, ¿y usted? ¿Y usted? New Jersey, ok, está frío allá, ¿y usted? New Jersey, Miami. Miami, Colombia, Colombia, ¿qué estado va? Eh, para, para Florida. Florida, ¿y usted? Venezuela. ¿A qué estado va? A Miami. A Miami, ¿y usted? Texas. Texas, ¿y usted? Texas, ¿y usted? Tampa, ¿y usted? Miami, ¿y usted? Miami, ¿y usted? Idaho, Idaho, ¿y usted? Nueva York, ¿y usted? Arizona, ¿y usted? New Jersey, ¿y usted? New Jersey, ¿y usted? New Jersey, you stay? Kansas. Kansas, you stay? Kansas. Kansas. Georgia. 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 Where are you going? Florida. Florida. Tampa. 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 Miami. 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 Michigan. 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 Miami. 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 Texas. Texas. Miami. 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 Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Nueva York. Chicago. Chicago. Los Angeles, Texas, Texas. New, Jersey. New Jersey, ¿usted? New Jersey, ¿usted? Florida, Aguas, ¿usted? Florida, ¿usted? Florida, ¿usted? Señorita, Florida también. ¿Y usted, caballero? Ohio, ¿usted? Igual, Ohio, ¿usted? Florida, ¿usted? Florida, ¿usted? Tampa, Florida, ¿usted? Miami, you stay? Texas. Texas, Houston, you stay? New York, you stay? New Jersey, you stay? 
Miami, New, York. New York, Los Angeles, New Jersey, Tennessee, California, Clifton, New Jersey, Georgia, Atlanta. Orale, pues. Wow. Orale, orale. Every town literally is a border town. And I think what what's 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 shocking to me with that is how many of them, how many of them are actually this is in Arizona, right? And they're coming. How many of them said that they were coming here to Texas? A lot. A lot. Of, a lot are going to Texas. A lot are going to Florida. Uh, those are the states that we hear predominantly the most. Uh, and alongside New York uh, and, and New Jersey. But let me tell you something, Sheena. A lot of people like to applaud Governor Abbott for the disservice that he is doing. Uh, not just to the state of Texas, but to the rest of the country. And not just because the guy has an R next to the name, does it mean that I'm going to give him a pass or pretend like he's doing a good job when he's not. The reason I call him out is not because I want him to lose his reelection, because God forbid we have Beto O'Rourke. The reason I call him out is because I want him to live up to the greatness that all the people of the state of Texas uh, think that he can be this great leader, right? Uh, he can actually invoke Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the Constitution to secure our, our, our Texas borders, and he's not doing so. But aside from that, he's doing a huge disservice to the country in the following. Him sending busloads of migrants to New York is doing a huge disservice. It's not helping even Texas for the following reasons. If we go back to 2010, to our 2010 census a survey, for every 770,000 illegal immigrants that filled out that census form, the Democrats gained a seat in the House of Representatives. So it is a disservice what he is doing to continue to bust these people up north rather than send them back. Okay, instead of him, like they say in Spanish, He's telling you he's helping you, but in reality, he's over here helping the other team, which is what's happening. And people fail to recognize that. And this is not an attack. This is not me uh, uh, wishing him any bad doing or evil or whatsoever. This is just me presenting the facts and calling him out and hoping that he kicks it into gear and he becomes this great governor that some people seem to uh, think that he is. And that, and that's, and that's honestly what we need. And, you know, I've, I've been, oh my goodness, uh, emailing um, several counties. Uh, my goal is now 10, 10 counties per day. Cause we have 254. We have 19, I'm sorry, 18 so far that have signed on to the declaration of invasion. Um, just last, I forgot what it was, if it was last week or the week before um, I got to testify in front of the Hardin County commissioners um, and, and then out there in Ellis County with the great Kathy Ponce and the great Patriots that live over there, they got it done. Um, <laughs> you know, so we're, we're trying to push that. That's one of the immediate action items that we are pushing for with Alliance for a Safe Texas and Secure the Border. Um, I'm posting which ones we've reached out to uh, daily uh, to so that this way, if, if those who who see it, if they know people in those counties or if they live in those counties, then they can help. They can help us to apply the pressure and see if we can get that passed. 
um, because that is one of the things that we can do. It's it's and we need we need it to be done. And I think one of the things, too, that that Governor Ducey over there in Arizona just did was and I, I was when I was watching some of the footage, you know, of your lives, I'm going, there's those shipping containers. Oh my gosh, because remember, you remember we were down there. Me, you, Maria, there was a whole, we were all down there yeah. uh, when those shipping containers first, and our phones were blowing up and I got people messaging me saying, hey, uh, I'm seeing humvees down there uh, in Eagle Pass and I know that you're down there and I'm going, what are you talking about? Like, I was so confused. You remember? I was like, what are they talking about? And and then and then the shipping containers and I'm like, what? And then we went down there and you guys went down there first and then I'm going, what is happening? Like there, there's nobody there. They're empty. There's huge gapes, uh, gaps in between them. And I'm just, and it just got worse from there. But Governor Ducey just put up shipping containers there too. And this was, you have some footage of the hundreds that you've seen since those shipping containers went up in, in Arizona too, right? Uh, yeah. And, and so uh, I, I was out there reporting uh, for the war room with Steve Bannon and he actually, this guy basically, Ducey basically shifted the large group of people that were coming in through the famous gap in Yuma, Arizona. All he did basically was shift that large group of people about a mile down the road. They're still coming in at astronomical numbers. Arizona is not secure. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say it like it is. It cost the taxpayers of Arizona $6 million dollars for 150 shipping containers. These shipping containers cost an average of $4,500 a piece. Where do they get $6 million from? I have no idea. Alongside all of that, he also has a, a freaking landfill full of wall laying on the ground. He has layers of wall that has already been constructed all they have to do is put up the panels it's tons of panels i went out there as well documented that i even climbed all the way up on top of the panels and i took a a, a video overlooking all the panels that i was just walking stepping over why not use those panels rather than be doing shipping containers who is who are they promoting with these shipping containers where were they purchased from who has ordered them there six million dollars for 150 shipping containers at forty five hundred dollars a piece something does not add up to me it's really weird uh for governor abbott when he did it it was a huge success for him because he actually gained monetary campaign funds by investing state funds into his fiasco out there so he was you know looked at it like oh my god he's doing something so great uh and and, and in turn uh, i can guarantee people across the country were like we gotta send the money and you have people mm -hmm. that are less informed that watch the news for two minutes every night think that he's doing a good job willing to fund this campaign so that that watched the mainstream media Mm -hmm. they watched the mainstream media because that's what they showed they showed the photo ops and look Beto is not an option. I mean, especially right now, anytime, Beto is not an option. Unfortunately, there is more that can be done. And we have been trying to apply a ridiculous amount of pressure 
showing uh, from the legislative angle to the, uh, it's exhausting. You know, I mean, you've got people like Brent Smith, uh, the Center for Renewing America, and so many others that are all saying, this is what can be done. Why aren't we doing it? We're screaming it at the top of our lungs. And while we know that that Beto is not an option, we cannot. We are so close to, despite what others say, Texas is purple. We, we oh, yeah. are not uh, as, totally. as deep it's like red. Pe like, people, people think that because Governor Abbott is in office, our, our state is automatically red. Listen, those people might not have been visiting Austin the last year and a half. Austin is already a little San Francisco, pretty much already up there. A lot of these counties within our state are very, very blue. Uh, they have a very dominant blue stronghold down there. El Paso, Texas. Uh, Dallas, te Texas has some pretty blue areas. Mm -hmm. Houston, let's not even mention that. And, and I'm just hoping and praying that Abbott is holding this ace up his sleeve because he's seen the momentum that Robert Francis O'Rourke is building mm -hmm. across the state with the younger generation and their hate for Republicans is going to fuel this campaign. It's not so much that they believe in Beto. It's mm -hmm. the hatred that they hold towards 45. It's the hatred that they hold towards people like Governor Abbott that's going to drive these young kids to the voting polls. And I'm just hoping that Governor Abbott is holding this ace up his sleeve and and invokes Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the Constitution, where he has nothing to do with the federal government, and he just decides to secure his state as the governor that he is. He should do that. Because I think that's what's needed. And I think that's the thing. I, I had put out a comment, uh, especially after President Biden, um, you know, had that debacle that 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 treasonous uh communistic you know uh nazi tr true nazism coming pouring from spewing from his mouth at, and, and, and it's the puppets it's coming from he's just a puppet it's the people behind him and that's you know that 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 push forward this message we again as we started off this conversation it's that this is the hour that we are in this is the reality that we are in and this border invasion is a part of the bigger picture uh you know and, and you guys and we'll get into the whole replacement uh, theory because this is and that's what you touched upon you know like over there in new york when when people have been leaving new york and california in droves and they were actually at risk um of of actually losing representation in dc uh because of all the people fleeing uh and then moving down here to texas and florida trying to turn it blue well you know what how do they regain that population Right. Uh, you know, it, we've got some that are being sent over there to New York. Uh, and then our, our taxpayer, Texas taxpayer dollars are helping to send them to these areas. Uh, I want to see those. We're those not, we're not even getting back the money that we're spending on sending all these people over there. Right. Right. And then and then the thing that we're that we're so much frustrated at is that the Republican Party needs to do a better job of putting forth people who are going to be bold people that we need. 
I, I don't right now we're, we are facing unprecedented times from the border to inflation, you know, to, to our, our, our enemies around the country are just foaming at the mouth, you know, and, and then you're begging and you are asking the federal government to do what it needs to do to uphold its duty to protect the sovereign state of Texas and the sovereign state of Arizona and the United States when they're the ones who are aiding and facilitating and incentivizing this to happen. And while as long as we are playing on the federal realm, the federal ball game of things, th this is why we're going to keep on failing. And we've seen this momentum growing within the Hispanic communities, especially along South Texas, right? We saw this happen, but then you put forth candidates that are passing NDAA amnesty bills and you're going, how is this any different? And the Hispanic community and the border communities, which are, the vast majority of them are Hispanic, it's hurting our communities the most. The idea that the Republicans don't want to sit there and mention uh, immigration. No, don't talk about immigration. Don't talk about it because the the Hispanics won't come out and vote for you. No, they're not voting for you because you weren't in our neighborhoods down there. You weren't mm -hmm. in our neighborhoods in Dallas. You weren't in our neighborhoods in Fort Worth. You weren't in our neighborhoods down there they're, along the border. They're, they're not engaging. Up. They're not doing no. any real boots on the ground engagement. And I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to call it out for what it is. You have these groups that fundraise thousands of dollars and all they do is hold and host these fancy little meetings mm -hmm. trying to grift more money off of other people rather than using that money putting something together educating coming out boots on the ground doing real work everybody just wants to the high road the fancy shit the nice dinners the this the that that's not what this is about this isn't about what let's see how much i can milk this for let's see how much i can get out of this how far i can climb up the ladder bullshit stay away from those people focus on working engaging in your community at a local level it all mm -hmm. starts at home you want to make the biggest impact start at your school district start at your city council start start at a local level the presidential the, the governorship all of that is important yes but you have very little control about any of that focus on boots on the ground don't 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 go out and support the party anymore Okay, that is what's killing us. Go and support candidates. Donate directly to the candidate's campaign. Don't donate to the RNHA. Don't donate to the GOP. These people are making a mess. If you're a, a, a Trumplican or you're a MAGA Republican, don't donate to the GOP anymore. Donate to your MAGA candidates directly. Go volunteer directly with their campaigns. Don't even go into the GOP. There's a lot of politics in the GOP offices. You don't even want to get involved in none of that. Go directly with your MAGA candidates campaign on how you can get involved. Right. And support them. Uh, you know, and I, I am part of the Republican Party. I am now a precinct chair um, officially because I want to try and make a difference. Because I want to try and take our party back because the conservative voice are not being heard. Um, nope. But I, I will, I'll tell you what, um, when I say turn Texas red, when I say keep Tarrant County red, when I say keep, you know, turn, turn the border red, I mean red with the blood of Jesus Christ. And if I was in a position and if I was sitting in CD 23, you bet your rear end, I would be voting for somebody, the true magnet.
Mega Republican like Frank Lopez Jr., who is running for office against the rhino Tony Gonzalez, who has aided and facilitated and fast tracking illegal immigration mm -hmm. into the state of Texas and is allowing and aiding and facilitating for the exploitation of children and women on the state of Texas. And we do and it's voting for more processing centers. Yes. It's Just like John rather Corbin. than him saying, no, I don't want it here, not in my community. This community, this district will not have none of this. No. Let's go ahead and get some more processing centers popped up all over my district to go ahead and and continue feeding this pipeline. Let's go, let's go, let's go. No, that's not how this works. Mm -hmm. uh, my 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 hats off to Frank. Uh, we need a leader in District Twenty Three like that. The guy has uh, has literally. It's hard to garnish support when you have these sellouts in office and 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 my like i said my respect to him for 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 sticking to to his guns and and there's no better leader out there the guy understands the the dynamics of the border a retired border patrol agent mm -hmm. you know rather than than than, than uh, frank is your guy and i i i'm going to be going out there with him to to hopefully knock on some doors with him cuz he deserves our support he does. He absolutely does. And so I want to, let's see, do we want to show, I, I can't believe we're already over an hour. Guys, you are listening to <laughs> Sheena Rodriguez with the Secure the Border podcast uh, with our brother in Christ, uh, Anthony Aguero. And we are talking about all things exploitation of, of human beings on, on Texas soil and Arizona soil and the United States soil. And of course, what you guys can do when you talk about the local city and county levels, I mean, my goodness, that's what Alliance for Safe Texas, that's our mission, right? Whether you are here in North Texas, uh, whether you, wherever you are, we have 254 counties and everybody wants to say when they see this information, Information, when they see the truth that MSM is not allowing them to see and they go, oh, my gosh, what can I do? We're giving you options. That's what we're all about, you know, is actually we, we've done the research. We'll be, we're gearing up for the ADA session, um, talking with some legislators, trying to gear up uh, for things not just directly along the border, but the border related issues that affect each and every single one of us from the terrorism aspect, um, you know, it, it, the criminal element of it, those are that is especially what Alliance for Safe Texas, what we are focusing on is that type of legislation and policies. Um, but and of course, our website for the action items, you can go to the take action tab, secure the border.us, go to that take action tab, you can sign up for the emails uh, so that this one when there's a new take action or a new action item, you guys can sign up for that. And those we're telling you what you can do. And of course, one of those things that you can also do is support people like Anthony. And, and we're going to make sure we get all of his plugs in there because he is boots on the ground independent journalist bringing this information that again had the daily caller been paying attention to anthony uh a long time ago they would have broke that story much longer ago uh, about the organ harvesting of children um and then there was also uh, savannah hernandez um had another exposure of the national guardsman who went came out there and was talking about you know these these children going on these flights which of course by now a lot of us know about uh, you, you, you were showing that since the Biden regime, even before, um, really kind of took off this, even coming out of there from El Paso and everything else. Um, and Frank, Frank was covering that, uh, coming right out of, um, 
oh my gosh, the 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 area right there. Can't think of it. The base mm-hmm. over there. Uh, in, yeah, in, Laughlin Air Force Base. Laughlin, thank you. Um, you know, and and that that came out, but he was actually talking about on how they're not going. Uh, Savannah Hernandez, that National Guardsman, uh, the whistleblower there was talking about on how this is, of course, unvetted sponsors. Again, we knew that this was happening. Um, you know, I, I'm thankful that there is this whistleblower that came forward. I uh, shared her that that interview a while back. Um, I want to say it was a few weeks ago now, but one of the th- things again is that he was talking about the what was happening here in the state of Texas. Actually, mentions the Roma La Jolla area, mentions the children being, uh, you know, look, it's sex trafficking. It is child sex trafficking, human trafficking, organ trafficking. I mean, like happening right here in the state of Texas, and that's why it is not acceptable to allow. We're- this to happen, We're Governor facilitating this. Our border patrol is nothing less than a tool for this human trafficking scheme, the biggest one this world has ever flipping seen, guys. This is uh, if, like it's one thing to see it on one screen on your phone, but when you're seeing it in real no, I... time, this is it's it's it's. It's outlandish, and and thank God for for whistleblowers. Uh, uh, I I I was in the El Paso area a few days ago, in which I was tipped off by Border Patrol agents, Sheena. Because mm-hmm. they are good is, agents. I want to oh, make yeah. that clear. Oh, yeah. They're good oh, National yeah, totally. Guardsmen, good Texas oh, yeah. Guardsmen, good Border Patrol agents. That that they cannot stand what is happening, and they will try to get this information out there. Uh, and that is what's needed because this is again what you will not hear. And they they tend to trust people like Oscar. Uh, I'm sorry, like uh, that's my husband's name too. Um, <laughs> like they, they tend to trust people like Anthony. And I think I know which video you're going to talk about, and I'll show that, and then we'll kind of wrap things up after that. So go ahead, and okay. I think that's so, the one that you kind of referencing. Right with the buses. So there is an El Paso is now being hammered with an average of 900 encounters on a nightly basis. That is higher than the number than what I reported on last week in Yuma. That is 100 people higher than the number that I reported on on Yuma last week on that average. Now, 900 people a night in one sector alone here in El Paso. When I was leaving after working the border, I got a phone call. I picked up. They told me, go to this location. If you get on the freeway and you pull over at this time, look this way, you're going to see a caravan of buses driving from one side of Ciudad Juarez into that rough neighborhood known as Anapra. Anapra is one of the most roughest neighborhoods in Ciudad Juarez. Anapra also neighbors the city of Salem Park, New Mexico, in which there is a huge gap on the bo- on the wall on the southern border, and there is no river to cross. There is no canals. There is absolutely nothing but dry land. And these buses at 1:30 in the morning are on their way into this tiny little rough community. Now I must tell you. I did not physically see any migrants or anybody getting off of those buses because I was not close enough 
to see where they're stopping. But I did witness a whole caravan of over 50 buses all going in one direction all at one time. I'll let you decide what that um, was. Yep, we'll go ahead and uh, and let this play for a second. Mind you, this is a two-way street, okay? Nine, ten. They're all 11, going one way. Twelve, thirteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. Seventeen. Eighteen. Nineteen. Twenty. They're going into the neighborhood where everybody's coming in through. 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. 29. And I'm only counting the ones that are going towards the neighborhood. That's why I didn't count 30. Them. 31, 32, 33, 34. There they all go. And this yeah, is also where they had all the right over there and this is also in the same area where we had 35 again a really rough area 36 uh, 37 38 39 the violence over there uh which is right across from where you live 39 buses now i'm not a rocket scientist but 39 buses all in mass form heading towards the area where 900 people are coming in that is no coincidence 39 40 but then again what are we right i mean we're all just we're all just conspiracy theorists so it's just, like I said, thank God for our whistleblowers and thank you to our Border Patrol agents and everybody that uh, entrusts in us to give us information because at the end of the day, 
uh, we're just the messenger. Uh, we're just the voice for some of y'all. So uh, thank you all for, for always trusting us to bring forth this kind of information. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, of course there is corruption on every single level, but, you know, I have, uh, a few of my BP families and, and friends, uh, that I'm, I'm proud to call them my friends. And I know, you know, we got agents that are committing suicide. They have been, you know, uh, their hands are tied. Um, you've got those who I was, I was shocked. I was shocked when Ortiz a few days ago finally started speaking truth again i'm like really wow now now i mean what's going on you about to retire you worried that the republicans are going to take over the house again in november yeah. and that those you know investigations are going to start and again guys look i know that we're rough on the republican party but let me tell you guys something we should be because we should be doing better in a time right now, in this hour that we are currently in, in this pure evil that we are facing, we need strong, bold leadership. You Where are our fighters? We don't Where have any. Where are our fighters in the Republican Party? Our dark red fighters, not these lukewarm, baby pink Republicans. We need them fighters out there, that firebrand, baby. We need these people that are out there that are going to stick it to them and, and, and not, not shy away from, from coming in confrontation. How, where has political correctness gotten us? Mm -hmm. Us, us turning the other cheek and or turning a blind eye. And where has that gotten us? Mm -hmm. And then the really? minute you have a fighter try to come out, oh, they bash him. Oh, how dare he? Why is he talking back? He's making those Republicans look bad. We shouldn't be talking like that. We shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be doing that. Bullshit. Get behind a fighter. Yep. Do better. The Republican Party, we need to do better when you've got and stop trying to ask the federal government for permission to secure mm -hmm. your own sovereign state land, whether it is the border, whether it is the schools, whether it is the election. Thank you, Jesus, that Roe versus Wade was overturned and was kicked back to the states where it should be. If we are going to survive this tyrannical regime, if Texas is going to survive this tyrannical regime, um, and this treasonous actions of Mayorkas and, and, and resident Biden and all the rest of them, we need to go back to state sovereignty. And that includes, that includes the border. And I know that it's scary. I know that it's unprecedented, but you're absolutely right. We talked about this in the documentary intentional invasion. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, check out intentionalinvasion.com. We talk about this all the time, you know, uh, let's secure the border and alliance for a safe Texas. And you guys are out there showing it nonstop. The truth. I mean, God bless you, Anthony. Uh, you, you literally put your life on the line every single time that you go out there. And I know that it is emotionally and physically and spiritually just utterly draining. And I will never forget. And, and I want to just kind of, I guess, we'll wrap it up on this, you know, out there in Del Rio. I got to witness how heartbreaking it was for you because it was what the day after that you witnessed that one uh, young girl about my daughter's age being raped. I uh, saw the footage and then we were out there the night before and I just kept on staring at that uh, or the night after, forgive me, uh, and I kept on staring at that one area and in, in just utterly helpless. I just, I cannot imagine, we need people who are willing to do the right thing. 
We need people who are willing to do the right thing. Politicians who are going, yeah, this is unprecedented actions, but that's what it calls for because this is unprecedented times. We are losing. We have lost our country and we need to, to, to regain it and we need to secure Texas and Governor Abbott can be that hero he should be. The Republican Party should demand that our elected officials on the city, county, and state level, and also in D.C., but right now, we can't even look to that right now. We need to be, shut it down. Shut this down here now. This is not acceptable. This is, while I can't control, we cannot, as the state of Texas, control what's happening in Arizona. God willing, Carrie Lake gets in there. She's been talking about it. She, she's saying that she's, hopefully she stays true to her word. Hopefully she'll get in there because obviously Ducey's not doing the job that he needs to do. But even it was their AG who at least released the opinion, you know, stating that it was an invasion. There's so much more that we can do here on the state level. And, 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 but when you're talking about seeing, when you're talking about these agents that go out there every single day, when you're talking about these, these National Guardsmen who go out there every single day, when they talk about the journalists like yourself that are going out there and seeing this every single day and they see it where we, we need strong leadership. And so, um, that right there, that, that case, that scenario, can you just kind of, so because you're the one who witnessed it. You're the one who covered that, um, that, that over there in, in the Del Rio sector that night before. Right. So uh, that, that particular afternoon uh, had been out there documenting uh, large groups of Venezuelans coming over. And uh, after having documented a group of about 150 of them uh, crossing over through the river, uh they were being processed and ushered off in the transport units i was standing out there with uh, an agent from ice from homeland security and uh as i was on the phone with oscar and we were sharing a well not sharing a gatorade he was having a gatorade i was having my gatorade and we were talking about what we're witnessing we began hearing these frantic screams and we look around, I, I drop my, my drink, and I look around and right across on the other side of the river, on the riverbank, on a large rock, there was a suspect that had what appeared to be like a 14, 15 year old little girl in which he was sexually assaulting right in front of this, this federal agent and myself. Uh, that is probably one of the most uh, memory, w- w- one of the most vivid memories that I that I carry with me. Uh, it's hard to, and I'm not a victim. I know um, by any chance whatsoever, but it, it's just hard to wrap your mind around seeing something like that and know that there's nothing you can do about it Uh, because in that moment what would i done try to jump in the river in front of a federal agent probably the mexican side or that other suspect would have opened fire on me killing me in the river you there's just so many scenarios that could have played out me crossing into mexico illegally is already an offense that's that that is grounds for arrest 
so immediately as it's happening, the, the agent then tells me, calm down. There's nothing you can do, you or I. He then said, I need to call this in. He got on the phone. Uh, I, I, I couldn't just stand there and I started yelling at him, telling him to stop, to stop. Uh, the young lady would manage to get up to her feet. And as she's standing up, the guy just, he's on the rock still. He just yanks her by, back down to her hair. And he stands up, looks at us and throws her over his shoulder and walks, walks away with her into into the valley and uh that's probably one of the hardest things that that i've ever have to have had to uh bear witness to uh that one uh we had a instance in in uh la joya texas in which i was out there documenting and upon me arriving to the location where the massive surge uh, there was an ambulance out there and i thought it was really weird and I tried to approach and one of the border patrol agents that I had been out there working alongside with tells me, I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now. Uh, a few minutes later, he comes back over to me. He goes, hey, he's like, uh, if you're gonna go look, see what's happening, don't take your phone over there, don't record. He's like, uh, and I'm gonna tell you exactly how he said, he said, this little girl, uh, she's destroyed. Uh, she was uh, sexually assaulted by at least 12 other men. Uh, based on the DNA that they uh, were able to pull off of her uh, uh, little body. And uh, she was allowed to cross the country, uh, completely just destroyed, uh, her, her pants just full of, of, of blood everywhere. And uh, that is one of the situations probably also that was really, really rough. And uh, just to finally finish, uh, the last one that I experienced was out here in Arizona and Yuma uh, last week. Uh, there is a cushion between the international from, from the border wall and the actual uh, border line of the country. So there is like a thousand foot cushion. And that thousand foot cushion, uh, I, when the migrant arrives at that point, they are at the most vulnerable because at that point they basically don't have any weapons because they're about to turn themselves over. They're holding on to the last uh, amount of money that they might've been able to uh, sneak off with them from all of the uh, uh, corruption and all of the people that uh, take their money. They're wearing the last piece, their, their best piece of clothing and the criminal element knows this. And so, in that cushion, they are there waiting for these people to arrive with high hopes, just willing to do whatever to get past them, to get to those gates. And I, although I don't agree in the way that they're doing it, uh, when these people arrive into that cushion between the actual uh, uh, borderline and the actual uh, border wall. It's basically like international property pretty much at that point right well it's american property because they've already crossed the actual uh, uh mexico line boundary yeah they've already crossed into the u.s our our people seem to think sometimes that the border wall 
is right on the edge and and right on the other side is mexico and that's yeah, not the that's case not it. yeah and so yeah. they there's like a thousand foot or sometimes a little more in some areas and that's because the river fluctuates or so goes back and forth so it's designed in that manner but nonetheless in that in, in that distance there's a criminal element that shows up out there when these migrants are running to the golden gates if you will women are being raped out there uh i was out there last week and as a stampede of over 150 people were running through there was a woman that was <laughs> crying and she had been stabbed in the arm uh she was with her boyfriend but they did not pay to come through there they figured that they would just join that massive crowd well you and i both know that nobody gets through there without paying the proper Dang. tax whatever it might be it might be sex it might be carrying drugs it might be taking a kid but you're gonna pay some kind of price for being allowed to cross through there so her and her boyfriend tried to cross through there um and and this woman uh they asked hey who are you guys with and right away they pushed the boyfriend out of the way they one guy was holding him behind his back and they started groping on this woman literally started trying she know this woman came in without a bra anymore they literally ripped their clothes off of her uh she was stabbed and she's telling she's crying to border patrol they stabbed me they stabbed me and i'm telling her ¿Qué pasó? Te trataron de, de violar? did they try to rape you she said yes twice they started groping me and grabbing me and i started fighting and one of them stabbed me and when they stabbed her she took off running and luckily she was able to escape luckily she made it across but this is happening at a massive scale and it's not just happening to women it's happening to infants mm -hmm. i was out there and i am showing during the day when there's nobody out there when it where it's safe for me to go out there i'll walk during the day in 112 degree weather to show and prove a point and i go into these areas that are completely green and they're like little shacks almost that these people kind of push down so that they can uh, lay up in. And there's panties from little kids and there's panties from women. If it was just like a, a spot where people are dropping clothes, why aren't there men's socks? Why aren't there uh, men's shirts? There's only little girl panties and women out there. And it's really, really disheartening to see that. Gene. And that's and that's the, the rape trees um that are not conspiracy theory as a matter of fact uh Auden Cabello he he uncovered one actually out there in the Del Rio sector in Eagle mm -hmm. and that's usually what you will see over there in Arizona uh they they see sometimes over there in the RGB area but uh they found him over there uh he he posted one and that's what you're referring to and you'll see these 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 dump sites if you will um, you know, gosh, I've shown them so many times before, especially over there in the Del Rio sector where you've just got clothes. They're getting out of the river and they're just throwing their clothes everywhere. That's different. You will see everything. You'll see men's clothes, women's clothes, little kids clothes. They're all just some there. Lots of them are wet, uh, you know, still yeah. from the river. That is different than what. Uh, than what Anthony is describing. Um, that's like their trophy, uh, and it's occurring uh, there in Arizona, but is has occurred has has been occurring over here on the Texas side as well. I um thank you 
for everything that you do, Anthony. And um, and I'm so thankful that 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 now you know your social media will try the giants will try to take you down and everything else, but this information is absolutely vital and absolutely crucial. Um, and and the the insight that you bring and everything that you do. Um, thank you for all that you do. Um, I'm proud to be a, your friend. My husband and I, you know, we support mm -hmm. you wholeheartedly. You know that. Uh, and and mm -hmm. the same thing with Oscar and Ben. And um, But thank you. Uh, thank you very much. And I've learned so much from you. I've gotten, uh, you know, every. I think the last time we were together, we were actually <laughs> down there, unfortunately, during the Uvalde um, tragedy. Yeah. Like my gosh, um, we were actually down there, you and I, huh? We you were. Actually, hey, you were actually the very first one. Because of you, I broke that before the whole commotion, before anything happened, guys. Sheena and I were at the Del Rio under the bridge, yep. and she told me. There was just a shooting at a at a public school, and I because of her, I was able to break the story to you guys, which then ended up being what it was. But also, that was crazy. Again, Sheena, Sheena, Sheena's a, a wonderful source of information, and uh, I have nothing <clears throat> but much love and much respect for her and her family. So thank but you, Sheena, for all you do. And uh, guys, if you guys want to get involved, there's no better or for y'all to join than secure the border right here because she actually has firsthand knowledge experience off to what you guys can do what you can actually do in your in your community or even if you want to join her at the texas state legislature she can help you find your voice out there so have some fun have some fun in the state That's capital right. yeah yes okay <laughs> anthony where can people find you, follow you, and how can they support you? That's the biggest thing here. Where plug in all your social so, media wherever they, you you are. I I am gonna be just focused. I, I have Truth Social Media. I'm waiting on my verification, but you guys can always find me on Getter. It's really easy at Real Anthony on Getter. And if you guys would like to help uh, help us on our mission, keeping us boots on the ground, you can go to givesendgo.com forward slash expose open borders that's gibsongo.com expose open borders sheena thank you so much for sharing uh your beautiful audience with me here tonight oh thank you and i think pamela uh the great pamela i believe has like all of your 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 social media plugs and everything and i think she's in the comments uh, along with the gifts and go if people can donate uh to to the independent journalist um and and then follow him follow him like him share his stuff because again uh, all the stuff that we've talked about today and, and that we've shown a lot of this was from a while back you know like i said the daily caller was would just put that out eight days ago Anthony, uh, you know, and Oscar and Border Network News, you guys have been talking about this for quite some time. So uh, guys, follow him, like his stuff, share it, get the word out there and support the true, real boots on the ground journalists um, that, that, that are bringing you the uncut, unfiltered, raw and man, you will see some crazy things and it's even crazier to see it in person. Uh, and I can't wait. I, I can't wait till the next time that we get to go on <laughs> Our, our next adventure because i mean gosh it seems like we're always like all right yeah i'm here i'm here and it just last time it just kind of worked and that was 
That was a mo- it seems like every time that we're like in the same area together, it's an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, and the last time over there in Uvalde, because we were out there together outside of the in the, the hospital afterwards. I mean, that I was just so God bless you. We're praying for you. We support you. Thank you for all you do. And I just thank you. Any last words that you want to say? I really appreciate you guys and thank you for all the work you're doing out there, sister. And I look forward to seeing you guys very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to set click on him, click him off real quick. I just want to plug in a few quick things. I know it ran extra late guys. Please make sure that you follow and like his stuff. Oh, great. Look, there's my dog. He's like, mom, it's bedtime. (laughs) If you guys can see his little, his little eye over there, it is really late. Thank you guys for sticking in. Um, upcoming events real quick actually september the 8th um i will be uh, speaking out there at fredericksburg tea party you guys can go to the fredericksburg tea party.org um on thursday september the 8th um i will be speaking out there uh to the great uh patriots out there i'm so excited and, and i'll be on the the matt long show again in the morning uh talking about that so go to fredericksburg tea party.org and then of course on september 17th the boots and barbecue at the yo uh ranch hotel um, that is the their the the Fredericksburg Tea Party annual fundraiser that will be in Kerrville. So we'll be third next Thursday the eighth. I'll be in Fredericksburg. The weekend of September the seventeenth, we'll be in Kerrville, and then on the thirteenth, um, we'll be speaking in Flower Mound, and then I'll be heading towards DC uh, at the end of the month. Oh goodness, it's gonna be a busy month. Anyways, guys, thank you guys for sticking in. Make sure to tune in next week. Uh, our usual time, of course, is gonna be Friday at seven p.m. Central Standard Time. That's our typical time. You guys can find us in all of our social media places. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Getter, YouTube, all, all of them. And then, of course, the podcast version um, up on Spotify, TuneIn, Audible, Google Play, so on and so forth. Main thing is, please go to the website, securetheborder.us. Securetheborder.us. Sign up for those emails. I, I don't send out enough, honestly. Um, but sign up for those emails when we have those action items and important information you'll get them you can also go to the donate tab uh please help us because we've got a busy schedule and i'm not sure how we're gonna pay for it so anyways thank you guys so much thank you to anthony thank you to uh border network news and oscar blue and and follow follow them follow them like them share their stuff uh i know this was a very heavy talk topic today um especially after the assault that we got from our own resident in office um for such a time as this guys for such a time as this so thank you guys very much god bless you guys god bless texas and let's do all that we can to continue fighting for our sovereign state border and secure our sovereign state border and help save our sweet and precious texas y'all have a great weekend and good night